New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit. It is January 5th, and we've already had four major mass shootings and two of them school shootings so far this year. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to bury the lead there, folks, and jump right into it. Uh, yeah. Good morning, Z. How are you? Oh, man, I tell you, I'm, I'm you know, trying to wrap my head around uh, all of this. I mean, it, just, it doesn't make sense. That right. I, I, it's just, it's senseless. Yes, senseless. Uh, for those that are just waking up to this, uh, another school shooting in Perry, Perry Iowa yesterday, uh, which is interesting because all the Republican candidates are hanging out in Iowa these days, right? So uh, a, a, a school shooting, uh, one dead, five injured, uh, shooter uh, committed suicide, all too common of a story here in the United States. Uh, all too common of a story. If, yes. if, um, and well, Z, you know, I asked the question in the pre-show, when is this country going to be willing to start teaching our children that we don't solve our problems with violence and guns? Yeah. Well, that's going to take a minute, unfortunately, because the, adult example of, of how to resolve conflict, of how to uh, work through issues uh, is, is sorely lacking, right? And so yeah, we have to begin to teach our children early and re-educate the, the, the others <laughs> that, <laughs> that, 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 you know, we have to begin to learn to have honest communication and open communication, which means I don't have to agree with you. You don't have to agree with me, but we have to be able to sit down and be open and honest about things that go on, about things that are bothering us, about things that we feel are unfair or unjust or that I'm, I'm not valued yeah. so that we can work. Because I would, I would submit a very large percentage, and I won't give a number, but I would submit a very large percentage of people who uh, do these mass shootings 
are people who feel that they have little value in life or that they, that, you know, that, 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 and, and, and along with not being valued means that they don't respect it. They're not respected. They don't have a voice. They don't have an input and they're blowing in the wind at the, at the mercy of whichever way the wind blows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, in some of the coverage I was able to see this morning, one of the things I saw is a quote by a family member that said um, he was a quiet boy who had been bullied mercil mercilessly for many years. Right. And I guess part of the question, you know, part of my own answer is in order to teach our children that violence isn't the answer, I think we got to start by teaching adults that violence isn't the answer. Yeah. Because if you grow up in a household where um, we put together a few of these factors, being bullied, um, feeling unworthy, and then let's add on the fact that mom and dad fight or, you know, dad's been known to slap mom around occasionally or not even that, just verbal arguments mm -hmm. um, in front of children can do damage to a children's perception of the world. And again, can influence how they, if they see that, oh, well, we fight and we yell and we scream. And then that's how we work it out. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then we make up or maybe not, but that's how it work. It gets worked out. Um, I, I, it feels like, yeah, number one, we got to set a better example. But number two, in the short term, I think we need to enact some laws. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I I would agree. However, we look at the situation now. Here's a 17-year-old. Why why was this 17 17-year-old allowed a gun? Right. Again, I mean, I understand. I'm from the South, so I grew up with guns early, but I can't vote until I'm 18. I can't drink alcohol until I'm 18, supposedly legally. 21. I mean, <laughs> well, it was 18 when I was growing up uh, uh, in Florida anyway. Um, but it used to be that how would you give some education? When you took, when I got my license, we had driver's education. We had to learn, we had to take a test in school and then we had to go take the driver's test. I mean, none of this stuff is foolproof, of course, but we did, you know, they showed us those gruesome film of what happens when you drink and drive because they know kids were drinking before they were supposed to. And I said drinking at 18, but I meant voting at 18. Um, but none of these things are, are being uh, implied, I mean, uh, enforced. And so now we have these horrific act i mean what does a 17 year old have to go in so bad that he needs to go and shoot up the school and shoot up the people that are not bullying him. he shoot up a six-year-old he's 17 years old a 16 to sixth grader ain't bullying him yeah I, you know and that's the other thing again it goes back to value when you look at a bully a bully does not feel valued or they've learned some bad behavior from their environment of how to resolve issues. Yep. Very true. Yeah. So, it, you know, and at the same time, they had the town hall meeting last night between Haley and DeSantis in Iowa. Uh, and 
you know, one of one of uh, one of DeSantis thing. He wants to. He says he wants to get rid of the IRS and he wants to have a flat tax. Now that's a debate all into itself, right? Uh, the whole tax structure with and no deductions. There'll be no deductions and no exemptions according to this statement he made. Excuse me, last night. So. You know, is that possible? Does that work? I'd love to hear from the from 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 the audience, if you will, about their 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 opinion of that. But I don't know. I mean, I don't. I I, I guess I'd have to go look at the GDP, the gross national product, and what we met, what we what we are producing here, and what we're selling to figure out what the what the national income is, and then say, all right. Let's take 20% of that or 15% of that or 25% of that, whatever rate they come up with, and see if that will support all of the programs we have. I mean, military takes billions itself. Yeah. Nobody got no food. We got some more guns, but nobody got food. Nobody got health care. Nobody got education. <laughs> so, wait a minute. Nobody's got food, education, or housing, but they got guns. What, we're not talking about the military. We're going back to the general population there now. Um, I, you know, and I hear what you're saying. And and I question a flat tax simply because it just seems too simplistic. Yeah. And what we know is even if we do 10%, mm-hmm. 10% on a $70,000 salary, 10% on a $100,000 salary, or income, let's say, hurts a lot more than ten mm-hmm. percent on somebody making five hundred thousand or a million mm-hmm. a year, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or or the big guys that are you know making billions, you know, <laughs> an athlete making seven or ten billion a year isn't going to feel that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Feels like another way to. It feels like another. Right off the bat, it just seems like another tax the poor and let the rich keep keep what they got. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know they were asked last night about the reform. I mean, about the guns, and and DeSantis brings up this whole thing about gun reform. Uh, you know, and he's talking about the Parkland shooting and so forth. But it's like. First of all, every governor has a different approach. I mean, that every governor has. I mean, when you look at some of the major issues facing the country, uh, abortion, gun rights, educational platforms, and educational content, each state, which is run by the governor in terms of those issues, are so vast. It's like, yeah. How, how do we come with a a, a a so-called and this may not be the right wording, but a minimum standard of certain things, right? A min, at a minimum, your educational system across this country has to contain this. Now, I know some people might have a problem with that, but the way I'm looking at it is, if we set up a, a, a foundation that said minimally, I mean, and that's what we do anyway, right? We say minimally for a kid to graduate from high school, they have to have shown mastery, if you will, of these things. 
Now, whether that's being followed or not, I don't know. But uh, we have to have these basic foundations, especially when we, you know, we, we're looking at things from a spiritual perspective. We know that there's a foundation that all of this stuff sits on. And we have to have a society. And I guess the Constitution is supposed to be that, huh? That's the foundation. <laughs> well, we might need to revisit that thing. Uh, I saw a comedian. <laughs> you remind me, right? We have, we have the foundation of the Constitution, but how many people actually understand it? How many people take the time to read it, to get it? Uh, and I, watched a, I was watching a comedian recently, and they said they went to their first gun show in Florida because they wanted to see how you know, the other side lives, as it were. And he said the first thing that happened was some young woman ran up to him and handed him a, a copy of the Constitution and said, do you believe they don't even teach this in schools anymore? And and his reply was, well, don't you think they're getting enough hands-on experience? <laughs> you know, implying the Second Amendment. Yes, yes. But... That may, you know, that is, I think we're hitting on a point here that's important. We don't teach the Constitution. No, no. We have, we have minimum standards. And states seem to, so we're back to the, you know, the, the state's rights versus the rights yes. of the whole. Yes. And, um, and we have agreed for better or for worse that we are, that we are a United States. Yeah. yeah. We, we've got to be able to put aside some of these differences and say, look, either, but you know, how do you kick Florida out? Well, you you're know, on board or you're not, if you're not going to follow the constitution, get the heck out. But we just can't close the border between Georgia and Florida. Yeah. Well, well, and, and, when we think about it, I, if, if my mind serves me right, there was a there was a little war um, <laughs> somewhere back in the day. I don't know, maybe hundred hundred or so years ago, where this whole idea of the uh, the government and the states got into a battle about what was constitutionally right or not. <clears throat> there was a problem. <laughs> It's funny you bring this up because <clears throat> I almost lost my shit yesterday afternoon. <laughs> there is a, a, I don't know how new it is, but it's new to me. I first saw, there is a video game out there right now where you can play the second oh, yeah. civil, civil war two, basically where you not, not a reenactment. <sighs> Not a reenactment. You set up the game and a second civil war breaks out and you have to manage which states are where, where with what and which territories are, are doing what. And <laughs> no, no, don't tell me I, that. I, and I was just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Like who 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 greenlit this idea? Who thought, oh, this is a good idea? Let's plant the seeds of another civil war. When let's be real, these seeds have been were planted long mm -hmm. are growing pretty strong in the far right already, in my yes. opinion. Yes. Uh, yes, I don't pay. I mean, I I'm aware of what the far left is doing out there. I don't I don't 
subscribe to it. I don't subscribe to the far right e either, left or right on, but I don't see the far left screaming civil war. I see the far right screaming civil war. Right. But what a game? <laughs> yeah. Right. And 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 Linda, Linda brings this up, right? <clears throat> right. We, we we part of your election criteria is that you need to take a minimum qualified standard test. Yes. Uh is what I'm 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 uh you know surmising from that is that and I love that point, Linda, is that we have to ensure like uh the guy out of New York, I don't forgot his name that ready, or oh, oh, that just got ousted. Um, the Republican guy, Santos or Santes. Yeah, George uh, Santos. George, right? Um, I don't know if he'd have passed the test, right? Right. I'm, I I don't know for sure, but I'm just yep. saying, given the given the his approach and his whole thing of of getting elected, I don't know if he'd have made it if he'd have had to pass the test. And I don't know if we, I can't, and, and, and probably we should give them the test before they're qualified to be on the ballot. <clears throat> so we know at least the people who we get in there, whether we agree with them or not, whether they're right or left, at least they understand the process of government and how to work it. Yes. It, I, I have long subscribed to the concept of a competency test in order to serve, yeah. especially in, in Congress and and in the U.S. Congress, you know, all right, the state le reg legislation, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it's a different test or whatever states are again, states rights. for. But if you're proposing to represent a, the people of this country and mm -hmm. specifically the people of your state, OK, you have your state's perspectives, but. Let's get out. Let's make sure you understand what the Constitution really means. Right. Right. I, you know, I think we're seeing part of that in the Lauren Boebert story right now. And and I re, and I've realized Boebert just needs headlines. We could put her in a corner and just let her have a headline every week and she'd be ha and and she doesn't she's not there to try to do anything. Right. Right. And she argued she was going to Washington because she wasn't a career politician, had no desire to be a career politician. But the minute the water gets hot in the pot, that frog's jumping into a different pot. And luckily, it seems this is going to be her downfall because Colorado Republicans in the 4th District are labeling her a carpetbagger yeah. and say that she knows nothing about conservative politics when it comes to the 4th the fourth congressional district, the people of the third, Adam Frisch is already winning that race and already looks to be taking, to be probably taking that seat. Ken Buxy is pretty solid to stay in the Republican <clears throat> forum, but I don't think that MAGA far right. I'm just chasing the headline is going to continue to work for Boebert in the fourth. So well, we're seeing the, the payback on that. I think a little bit. Well, well, here's 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 part of the challenge that we're facing, and I'm 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 curious to see as we get younger uh, candidates running, and I don't I don't know what age group, but 
younger candidates, maybe, you know, 40 and under. Uh, the idea of service, I mean, these people are touted as public servants, meaning that they have an air for dealing with issues that affect everyone because they have a skill or passion or insight on on uh, ways to resolve issues so that we got a world that works for all right yeah but now what we have is a is 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 a generation of politicians who are who are who are terming out if you will that come from a whole different worldview you know uh th their mantra is war they, they you know they've come up through world war ii uh korean war vietnam war yeah. being pigs war i mean all these different and so that's how they look at things now the younger people they're not so much right uh uh you know the older generation was hey let's we got these resources we, we're the king of the other of the planet we're the crown of creation we we gotta we gotta subdue this earth and we've created a hassle younger people said slow down you you're not creating anything but havoc here and leaving it to us so i'm going and i'm hoping that when these younger people get in they have an eye for service they have an eye for detail, but at the same time, they have an eye for the big picture. Because if they're doing details in the wrong direction, um, it's not going to help us. You know, if you tell me I got a water problem and I'm out here trying to, you know, figure out how to build a sandcastle, well, hell, that ain't going to work. Right. I guess when I was when I came up, when I was growing up, I think I, I looked at politicians as deal makers. They worked to figure out what would mm -hmm. what could work and and tried to make deals. Mm -hmm. Now it seems to me, and uh, Linda's still with us, right? Recognizing that Bobert increased her, her net worth by several million. Um, it's become a career. It's become better paying than an influencer, better paying than a politician or than a than an athlete sometimes. And this move by Bobert jumping uh districts is the move of a career <clears throat> politician which right. again she said she didn't want to do but one of the things i just heard and kind of jumped into my head as you were sharing is yes i think we have lost touch with the fact that this is supposed to be public service yeah and so hey you know along with the constitutional test let's institute a mandatory three-year stint in, in the Peace Corps. Mm -hmm. um, some sort. Let's reinvent a civil ser a civil uh, national service type program. Mm -hmm. And you got to go do your three or your five years there to prove yeah. that you have the heart of a servant. To prove that you understand. I like that. Being a servant of this constitution of this country is not just standing up on some pulpit and and blasting the other guy or yeah. or yeah. casting uh you know throwing wild conspiracy theories out there in the wind to see if anybody wants to pick up on, on him or not i love that because um what that says is you as the as the saying goes you got to have skin in the game right um and and when we start talking about influencers, influencers are just that influencers that they, they don't necessarily have any solutions. They don't have any 
plan of how I just want to influence you to think one way or the other, and then I'm going to let you go on your own, right? And 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 it's all about making money now, right? So, it, you know, I, at, another another one I recently heard was somebody. And again, this was in a skit, so it was trying to prove a point. And the one actor said, well, I have a diagnosis. And the other one said, no, you don't. You've been influenced. Right. You right. don't have a doctor that diagnosed you with that. You've been influenced by someone that wants you to think you've got that so that you'll buy their shit instead of somebody else's shit. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll admit as well, when I when I was coming up in high school, when I was being brought up, and, and I don't know that this was my parents' fault any any more than just societies, but we looked down on people that went to the Peace Corps because you couldn't make any money doing that. Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing doing that? You're supposed to be going out into the world making money. And, you know, it's interesting because in my time, right, well, you know, it was, it was a bunch of war stuff going on, but, but – there were a few people who did go to the Peace Corps because one, they understood what was needed, right, to term it of service. But two, it was a way to travel and, and, and learn other cultures and see other people, how they live. So you really begin to understand, like back in the 60s, right, 70s, people who had aspirations to go into politics, they did join the Peace Corps. Right. right, they did go out and do. They were going to do foreign services. Uh, uh, I mean, okay, you can go down the track on that too. But the idea behind it was to go. If you're going to be in politics and you're going to be advocating for world peace and 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 to eliminate world hunger and all these kinds of things, have an understanding of what happens in South America or in Eastern Europe. Or in, you know, northern Africa or, you know, southern Spain. I mean, just pick a place because you begin to see no matter where you are, all people, regardless of language, culture, they want the same thing. They want to be able to take care of their family. They want to have a network of friends. They want to be able to work through issues. They want to be able to live as as healthy and long as they can with employment. And those things now seem to be sorely missed. And if we look at the demonstration of people like Lauren Boebert, George Santos, others, it would appear that they don't understand that. No. If you're, and it struck me as well. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to lead this country in foreign affairs, just as you're saying, Z, you ought to understand how the people of that country live and their culture and their perspective of life because they don't see it the same way we do. No. When we went into Nicaragua and and caused holy hell in the middle of a civil conflict and play tried to play both sides against each other, we had truly I perceive no understanding of how the average person in that country looks at looks at life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we did it again <clears throat> in Iraq and we, and we're continuing to do it everywhere we go. We go in. All right. Big, you know, the big words, folks, we go in as the colonizer 
and expect everybody to, to recognize that we're doing quote the work of God. Right. We need politicians. We need politicians with a heart. We need politicians that have some empathy. You look at you look at right now. I'm gonna step on a real cat's tail right now. Oh, uh, good. We got just enough time. Yeah, we, we we look at the immigration policies and issues that are going on now, right? A lot of people coming from South America. Roll the clock back 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and look at the work that the United States has done in these Southern countries in terms of, you know, putting up are supporting government that serve their needs, but not necessarily the needs of the government. I mean, of the people. Uh, look at the invasions and all of the things that a war contra. I mean, the contra wars down there in Iraq and Iran and and all of that stuff um, that they supported. Are they propped up? Are they covertly went in to help create some of the problems? Let's be clear. There were a bunch of problems there before. But when we went in looking at our own interests uh, and 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 making maybe a bad situation worse, now the people saying, man, this is intolerable. I need to get out of here. I mean, say what you want. Anybody who walked from Nicaragua to goddamn Texas border, boy, they determined about getting away from something. Right. That's for sure. And getting to something, something where there's possibility. I. You bring up a good point because I think the majority of the of the um, the migrants that we're seeing right now in the United States are coming from Venezuela. Everything mm -hmm. I keep seeing, everything I keep hearing is yep. these people are all coming from Venezuela yep. um, or for the majority. Yes. Other countries and, and such. So let's take a look back <clears throat> what what have or what haven't we done and, and you know again i don't want to set it up as in well if we had only just done this exactly they we live on a global stage there are times when we're going to have to step in in the neighborhood if mm -hmm. in my neighborhood if there was somebody if there was a nazi living a few doors down having big bonfires in their front yard and burning crosses every day we'd have to have you know i'd have to step in i'd have to go have a conversation and start and say hey man you know this is scared the kids and shit but <laughs> after a while regardless of what we have or haven't done how have we not supported that culture in coming to their own truth rather just imposing what we what we know what we say we know yeah and yep. and it would appear that again well that rooster's coming home coming home to lay some chickens yeah uh, as it were here because we are seeing and it it uh another group of buses with um predominantly venezuelan immigrants have landed here in denver in the past week and these people don't know where they're trying to get to they're not getting on a bus saying hey i want to go to denver it's cold as shit right there and <laughs> and and they're having a crack and sweeps on people living on the streets so let's go there yeah they're coming into the country they they think they've reached freedom because mm -hmm. that is the great promise we have always been in the world 
and um, and then somebody's putting them on a bus and shoving them, and, and they don't know what's going on. It, no. It's and 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 you know, as you know, the right says, you know, we got the 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 undesirables coming into the country. Yeah, okay, well, yeah, we know that that's that's possible and probably probable, right? There's some people who know about this and and trying, but the vast majority of these people, I would say, are not in that category, and and we have allowed ourselves to, to you know. Uh, these people to, are. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say we just allow ourselves to be gullible to what our so-called community service, our activists, our our uh, lead polit political leaders are saying with no investigation on our own. Right. It, yes, because I don't believe most. I don't believe. I I I put it as there is a very small percentage of the Venezuelan immigrants right now that are criminal. It, it to me that seems like play like the Republicans like to play both sides. If you use that same argument when it comes to guns, they're going to say, "Well, criminals will get guns no matter what, so it doesn't matter if we enact le legislation." Well, by that same thought, criminal immigrants are going to get in whether you enact legislation or not. So why are we so big to build a damn wall yeah. when they're going to get around it anyway, or yeah. over it, or under it, or through the damn thing? Yeah, uh, let let's let's be consistent in our belief systems mm -hmm. here. And that I don't see from the, the right mm -hmm. in America. We, they, they seem to really love to play whatever side best suits. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad would always say, uh, locks are for honest people. He said, I don't care what kind of lock you put on the thing. If someone is not honest and they want to get in it, they are going to figure out a way to get through that lock. Right. And yep. so now we have that same issue here in the country <laughs> beyond a lock on your door. We have a lock on the country that we have set up or the forefathers set up as a place of freedom and, and opportunity, uh, which, by the way, uh, the way it was built never was totally set up that way. The words were there, but it didn't operate that way. You just look at the way they got the land, the way they uh, processed the land. Um, and so now we we've continued to perpetuate uh, an approach to life that as we know as as the evolution of entropy things will wind down and and and, and right now we're getting to the point to where the system is is you know it needs some it needs some new grease and some new gears and and you know uh, a little work on the belts because they're old and they're not working that well and they can't connect as well but we're still hell-bent on saying that this is the standard this is what we what we uh, 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 stand by and it's falling apart at the seams yeah. we have to we got to come up with a new a new new approach to life a new way a, you know I, you you said it many times just just have a constitution point 2.0 I think Linda's got a good one here too, that, you know, people with dreams, how do we support the dreams? How do we support people with dreams? And I think that's a great question today because I don't want to be a, a country of, oh, you're not allowed to come in here, uh, but please buy a gun on your way out. I don't want that. 
I want a, a, a world where we support people in creating their dreams and yeah. living the life they really desire, not just thrive, not just surviving, not running away from oppression, not traveling across half a frigging continent to get to somewhere that feels safe and then being criminalized for, for seeking out your dreams. And that's what we're doing here. We're criminalizing mm -hmm. people. We're labeling people as illegal for, for trying to, to, to get to the American dream. What we have always, what our entire country is built upon. And, you know, we, we, I believe we have to, start looking at ways of, uh, how do I say it? Way, ways of, of allowing everybody to have input into a system that's going to affect everybody. Right now, marginalized people, whether it's by their own design or by the way the system is set up, they could care less about some of these laws and and, 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 and legislative issues and things because they're trying to get food, clothing and shelter for themselves and for their children or their parents or their friends or whatever the case might be. And they, they're not involved in the system. And, and, and these are people who are living at these marginal level, levels who understand what it means to, to make end meet, who understand what it means to overcome challenges. Those are the kind of ideas and, and practical approaches to life that we need in these offices, or at least need at the table to begin to express not only what the conditions are, but ways of getting beyond them. And 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 that's being 100% missed right now, I think. Yeah. I, I think, that, yes, I, I think as a country, we're missing a great opportunity to not only embrace our roots and, and our cult and, and another culture, but we complain about the workforce in America and migrants are willing to work. That's what they're coming here for. They're coming here for an opportunity to have something, you know, Venezuela is pretty much in free fall economically at this point And when it comes to humanitarian rights and they're coming with the desire not to sit around and, and, and eat bonbons and watch CNN. They're coming here to work. And I keep seeing stories and stories and stories of people that are, they're, they're getting into the country one day and on the second day they're here, they're out there with a squeegee and a, and a water bottle washing, win, washing windows for people or finding ways to make <laughs> something. Um, now our current laws make that really difficult and our current and, 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 our predilection to prey on people mm -hmm. and abuse people doesn't help. So restaurant owners, you know, I, I've heard these stories too, hiring migrants. And then as soon as anybody realizes what they're doing, they fire them and don't pay them and leave them high and dry after three, yeah. four days of work. And yeah. sorry, it isn't working out. So we're not going to pay you for the last week and all yeah. that, you know, we take advantage of people in that way. I have to believe there's more than a good enough, more than enough actors out there, good actors out there, that if we just embrace the fact, and here we come, because we're coming back to our favorite, right? If we just embrace the fact that we're all one, 
this doesn't seem that difficult. It right. doesn't matter where you've come from. Doesn't matter what color your skin is. Doesn't matter who you sleep with. What matters is, are you about doing the work that, that number one helps you accomplish your dreams and number two helps others accomplish theirs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, there's this little thing in our body called fascia, right? Which they call connective tissue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and no matter what's going on in your body, when you're looking at muscles, tendons, uh, you know, organs, uh, there is this connective tissue that connects it all together to make it one. And and we are missing that in society. That we have a connective tissue that connects every human being, every animal, every plant every mineral on this continent planet however you want to view your world that we have not respected and we must respect it because if we don't eventually it'll come back to bite us and uh you know uh, as they say eventually the chickens will come home to roost and when they do there will be uh, hell to pay yes as you were sharing that, the word that just keeps ringing in my head is compassion. Compassion, compassion, compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as this, you know, there's that saying, there but the grace of God, substitute the word God if that doesn't work for you. <laughs> there but the grace of God, go I, right? Some yeah. of these situations, people, we, any of us, we know we've had experiences, we've been in situations that were so-called close calls, that we've like, ooh, had I took one more iota of a step this way or that way, I could have been way over here, way over, you know, we understand that. America's only a few paychecks away from the whole country living homeless. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of sports, right, that we use as metaphors for life. We always say, you know, it's a game of inches, right? <laughs> It's a game of inches, and that's true for us as human beings. It's a game of inches. You just got to make sure the reps aren't on the other team's side. That's all. (laughs) Shout out to the Detroit Lions. You guys got screwed. All right. Uh, That's what we've got time for this week, folks. If I hear one more story about who checked into what play in the NFL, I'm going to puke. Thanks for being with us here on the New Thought Media Network. And Ministers Talking Shit, we'll be back again next Friday with more. Um, One more from Linda. Yes, compassion with action. Compassion with action, dear one. There's our call for the week. Head on out and think about that this week. Maybe do something about it this week. How can we support the people coming to this country in making their dreams come true? And I believe we do that. It makes our dreams come true as well. Again, we'll be back next week. Please stay tuned to the New Thought Media Network throughout the day. We've got lots in store practicing infinite possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach at 10, The Joy Show with Rev B at 1. I'll be back at 5 with the good news. 6 o'clock, it's Rev Michael with the Fireside Chat. And, of course, all of our normal morning programming, Sekou writes, with Get Rich 101 coming up next. 8.15 is the morning prayers. 8.30 is Rev Melissa. 9 and 9.30, Spanish language programming. First with Emma Moreno. 9.30 with our Spanish language uh, prayer broadcast. So thanks again for being with us, folks. Until next time, we want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now.
And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.